In the beginning was the word. This means that God's word is final. Come, somebody needs to hear this tonight. God's word concerning your life is final. Now, please, you, you have to hear me right now. Please, let us do this tonight. Lay your hand on your heart and ask the Holy Spirit to guard the word that God gives you tonight. Because the Bible says that when the word goes forth, the enemy comes and he steals the word from people's hearts. And it shouldn't just be another word tonight. It should be life transforming. And you have to take the word and you have to take, you have to dig down deep right now and get that faith. Because Hebrews chapter 4 says you have to, you have to mix the word with faith. When that two comes together, you become unstoppable. So last night, I mean, I said to Aline last night, I said to my dad today as well, I said, I've never heard, and, and by the way, I have to applaud you guys. I've never heard Faith City in my whole life with such hunger and faith like last night. Never, I promise you. Uh, it, it sounded like, it, it felt to me like the heavens has opened up at a time. And, you know, the angels has been rejoicing over the word of God. So tonight we're going to do the same thing, Lord. We're going to take your word and we're going to take our faith and we're going to bring it together. And we believe that God's going to give us breakthrough because God cannot and he will not lie. I thank God that He's above the storm. I thank God that His Word is stronger than the governments. It is stronger than lack. It's stronger than disease. Come on, thank God that you have a church to come to that never preaches lack, never preaches sickness. Come on, you're unstoppable. I want to I get this into your spirit, man, tonight. Your birthright is breakthrough. Tell your neighbor, your birthright is breakthrough. Doesn't matter what people say. The Bible says, my birthright is breakthrough. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm speaking to a couple of people that believe tonight that God is going to give me breakthrough. Come on, I, I want you to tell yourself just for a little while tonight, the chains is coming off. Tonight, every bondage in my life is about to be broken. Tonight, God's going to set me free from doubt, from fear. Come on, God's going to set me free. There's doors opening up for me tonight. On his own accord tonight. Come on, God's going to do it tonight for me. How many of you believe that, by the way? Now, do you know what I, what I do? If the word goes forth, I claim it. So what I say, Lord, you cannot lie. So in other words, if it is released, if I tell you that you are blessed beyond the curse, do you know what you do? You grab the word and say, Lord, you cannot lie. I am blessed beyond the curse. Amen? So don't let the word go above you or past you. Grab a hold of the word of God tonight and say, Lord, I am blessed beyond the curse. Now, there's a scripture in the book of John. I want you to turn your Bibles to John 21 and verse 18. And again tonight, I'm here to preach on breakthrough. Because by the end of this week, you're going to be a bull of fire and faith in Jesus' name. Now, this is Jesus and Peter, and I'm going to touch quickly what happened before this. This is the point where Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Peter said, oh, I love you. Jesus asked him a second time, do you really love me? Peter became emotional. Oh, Lord, you know. You know. How can you ask that question? Jesus asked him a third time, do you really, really love me? Because first of all, I believe this. First of all, when Jesus asked him, do you love me? He said, oh, yes, Lord, I love you. That's the flesh. Second of all, when he started crying, do you love me? And he started weeping. Oh, Lord, you know I love you. That's the soul, emotion. Jesus does, doesn't want to speak to the flesh nor the soul. Asked him the third time, do you really, really love me? And it hit him. The spirit man started to speak. Oh, God, I love you. And directly after this, Jesus gave him this word. Read, read with me, John 21, 18. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, can I pause there? When you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke signify, signifying by, by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Now, a very important part of scripture is this, that Jesus spoke to Peter 
And he explained, I asked Peter now, do you love me? Eventually the spirit man said, yes, Lord, I know you. I love you rather. And then Jesus tells him the next thing. He says that while you were younger, you have been doing whatever you want to do. But the day will come that you will be old. Now that's a prophecy. The day will come that you will, will be old. In other words, you will not die young. Okay. You will not die prematurely. It doesn't, listen, your life is not in the hands of the doctor. Oh, I want you to understand, we respect doctors, we thank God for doctors, but the doctor is not a life giver. The doctor is not the alpha, he's not the omega, he's not the beginning, and he's not the end. Maybe I'm going to get you mad tonight, but I'm going to help you right now. Imagine a doctor tells you, go on, to, on cholesterol pills. What does the cholesterol pills do? It just keeps it moderate. It doesn't take it away. It doesn't solve the problem. Ah. So for the rest of your life, you're going to be on high blood pressure pills or sugar pills. It doesn't take the problem away. It just maintains it. So what happens? Pharmaceutical companies make billions out of ignorant people. Because my doctor says, you will surely die. Let me tell you, I had, one day I had twitches in my muscles. And it was irritating. So I went to the doctor. Do you know what the doctor says? I'm going to put you on heart pills. I said, for a twitch? It's like you going to the dentist for a tooth uh, toothache and they tell you, drop your pants. Uh, uh, the pain is here, but this is double check, you know. You never know. You never know. It's the same thing. Yeah, I've got a twitch. You want to put me on heart pills? Next, go to the dentist. Drop your pants, sir. The pain is a little bit higher. Okay, but in any case, so they, they make money out of people. I said they make money out of people. Now, your doctor won't like me for saying this, but you will not die if you don't use those pills. Because let me tell you something, the doctor is not the author of life. Jesus Christ is the author of life. He decides when you are born, and He decides when you go home. Hallelujah! And when you go home, oh death, where is thy sting? Oh grave, where is thy victory? Come on, speak to somebody right now. Death has no hold over you, no power over you. The doctor does not have the authority to draw the line on, on where, how to live and where, how long you will live. That's decided by God Almighty. And let me tell you also, it's decided by your tongue, by what you say. You, life and death is in the power of the tongue. I need at least five people in this house that will say with me, I will become old. I will not die of sickness when my day comes. He will just come and get me. Hallelujah. You will not die of heart disease. Heart disease is illegal. Lung sickness is illegal. Come on, sickness in the blood is illegal. Cancer is illegal. It's illegal. Come on, shout with me. I shall live and I shall not die. Come on, I want you to say it like you believe it. I will live and I will not die. So to every physical body, I speak life. Come on, I speak healing. I speak restoration. I command every sickness and disease to bow yourself low in the presence of the King. Shout hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. I told that doctor, ah, I'm sorry. No hard pulls for me. Um, okay, let's try something else. I wasted my money, sorry. I wasted my time. Okay. So he said to him, let me just quickly tell you, there, this is the word that you're going to be old. Your hair will become gray. You'll become so old that you will not be able to do as you please. Okay, someone's going to have to help you to the toilet, help you to, but you'll become old. Now I pray in the name of Jesus, that when you hit 80, that your eyes will be like when you were 40. That you will walk up straight. Amen. They will know. Listen to me right now. In the name of Jesus, I, I refuse to believe that when I'm 80, I have to walk like this. I told my dad the one day, I said, even as you grow older, you don't dress older. You are as old as you feel. Hallelujah. I've got a promise. The day will come that you will be old. You will not die young, Peter. This is my promise to you. This is my word to you. That you will not die young. 
Nobody's going to take your life unless my assignment for you is fulfilled. The day that I want to get you, I will call you forth. I love it. If you study the book of Hebrews 11, the faith chapter, it speaks about how those men, they tried to put some of those men into the fire and they could not burn. Do you know why? Because God says, I am the author of life. You can try to put them in a fire. Come on, you can try to use a spear to kill them. They cannot die unless I take them. Let me just settle this once and for all. Jesus did not die because of all the blood loss. Jesus did not die because they, they have punished him beyond recognition. The, my Bible teaches me when Jesus was ready, he gave up his spirit. I said he gave up his spirit. So basically, he gave the, his spirit back to the Father. Death did not take him. Sickness did not take him. I'm speaking to you right now. There's coming breakthrough in your physical body in the name of Jesus Christ. I said there's coming breakthrough in your physical body now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to hear this. If you have a pain in your tongue, don't Google it. Google will tell you you've got arthritis in your eardrum. The pain is you. Don't listen to Google. Cut it off. Don't cut it off. This too shall pass. Our life is not determined by Google. Hallelujah. Thank God my life is not determined by Google. The day that you know that you know, I have run my race. I have finished my course. That's the day that you say, Lord Jesus, I'm ready. But you will live a full life. Say hallelujah. Now I'm going to jump to Acts chapter 12. If you have your Bibles. Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Sounds like a devil to me. To harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. In other words, it was in the days of Passover. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him. Four squads of soldiers is 16 soldiers, for those of you that are wondering intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. And then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent this angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked, um, at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. And when she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said to her, you are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, it is his angel. Now Peter continued knocking, and when they opened the door and, and saw him, they were astonished. But motioning to them with his hand to keep silent, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out, out, out of the prison. And he said, go tell these things to James and to the brethren. And he departed and went to another place. Now, let me get back to this. And I, I pray that it will bless you tonight. Jesus said to Peter, this is the plan for your life. One night, I, it was, I think it was last week Wednesday, we left the church. 
and I was driving towards the highway, and just one of these side roads, there was a truck right in front of me. And as I looked up, I saw at the back of the truck, there's a big sign that says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. And my spirit rejoiced, and I saw in the small corner of the truck, it says, walk by faith. And I grabbed a hold of this. Now, this is what Jesus basically said to Peter. I know the plans that I have for you, Peter. <laughs> plans to prosper you. Come on, to give you a hope and to give you a future. And I'm going to tell you right now, because of your love for me, I'm going to protect you. With long life, will I satisfy you? Come on, let me tell you that you'll be an old man before you die. Satan will not take you before your time. I'm preaching to somebody here tonight. This is, this is the words of Jesus to Peter. I'm going to set you on high. Come on, you, it's not over until I tell you it's over. Amen. You will be blessed beyond the curse, Peter. Come on, you will be. You will be the rock on which I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Can you shout hallelujah if you believe that? So Peter had a word that the Lord said to him, you're going to be old, gray-haired. I can imagine Peter looking at himself at that age. Okay, I'm still not gray. So thank God. But now... The church of Christ is being harassed, threatened. By the way, if you don't know this, we are entering that time again where the church is threatened and harassed. And it, it, this was the government of the day that harassed the church. It's coming back again. They reckon there's more than 3 million Christians being persecuted right now as we speak. More than 3 million across the world being persecuted for their faith. Long story short, now Herod is killing some of the disciples. James already died. His head was cut off. And he sees that the Jewish people is happy because the troublemakers is out of the way. And he said to Peter, they caught Peter. And now the Bible says Peter is next in line to die. But what Herod does not know is that Peter received word from the Lord. Maybe you catch it aside. Herod said, it is finished with you. I'm going to kill you. What, what Herod did not know was Peter received a word from God that you are not going to die young. They can put you in a prison. Come on. They can put a gun against your head. They can try to do whatever they want to do. My word shall be established in your life. You will be an old man. Come on. You will be gray-headed. You will not die suddenly. You will not die young. Come on. Speaking to a crowd of people tonight in this house. Peter had a word. So Peter, I can imagine the Peter left. That's what you think. I have a word. Jesus says that he's not done with me yet. There's a plan. But I love what the scripture says. This time that Peter was caught is also a time called Passover. This, it's exactly, Passover is exactly what it is. And what it says, Passover. It means it passes over you. Jesus died on Passover. So your sins that were supposed to take you to hell is now passing over. It's not touching you. The curse of sickness and disease passing over. How many of you know this, that when Adam sinned, there was a curse that took over humankind? But when Jesus died on Passover, what he was basically saying now, the curse shall pass over you. It shall not come near you. Come on. You're no longer part of the curse of the law, but you are blessed of the blessing of Abraham. It shall pass over you. This is why the Bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It shall pass over you. Death shall not come near your dwelling. It shall pass over you. Hard times shall not come near you. It shall pass over you. Come on, tell you, tell somebody, it shall pass over you. It shall pass over you. It shall not come near you. Now again, you, you can sit here and just listen, or you can be a part of this and join the word with faith and say, Lord Jesus Christ, based on your word, hard times shall pass me by. It shall pass me by. When trouble comes, it shall pass me by. Woo, hallelujah. Now the Bible says they caught Peter and they told Peter, Passover is done. It's done with you. We're going to kill you. And we're going to make it difficult. We're going to put you in the, in the prison. 
and we're going to put 16 soldiers to guard you. He will sleep right in between two of them. The rest will stand at the gates. In other words, there's no way that you are escaping this prison. Okay, let me, let me tell you this. There's no way that you're escaping your problem. You're right in the middle of the biggest storm of your life, and Satan wants to tell you there's no way that you're getting out of this. And he tries to make it so difficult. He uses people all around you. And he puts stuff in your way, and it seems impossible. Do you know what he does? He, he, they didn't just put him into a, in a prison, but they also bind his hands, and they bind his feet. And the enemy thinks, like, if I can just bind your hands, if I can just get you to a place where you are bound, bound to nicotine, bound by alcohol, bound by your situation, come on, bound by death, bound, bound by the sin of this world. If I can just get you bound, I got you. And you know what the devil does? He, he sends 16 de demons. 16 demons. And it seems like it's an impossible situation. You're not getting out of this. But I like what the Bible says that when they took Peter into the inner prison, they, they locked him up and they tied his hands and they tied his feet. But yet Peter decided that he's going to sleep. Peter could say, I'm going to worry about it. Tomorrow morning, they're going to cut off my head. I'm about to die. But Peter said the opposite. Peter said, I have a word in the middle of my sentence. I have a word in the middle of my hardest time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody right now. Peter could have said, I'm giving up. He could have said, it's too hard. Herod, didn't you hear what Herod said? You see, this is what people say. Don't you heard? Haven't you heard what the doctors say? Haven't you heard what the economist says? I'm here telling you, Jesus says, it shall be well with you and it shall be blessed with you. Shall break through. Now, Peter needed breakthrough. One of the things that I've realized that brings forth breakthrough is having the word of God sealed in your heart. Can I just remind you, every promise is yes and amen. My Bible says that the Lord would rather bring dishonor to His name than to His word. He honors His word above His name. Oh, come on now. This is why the Bible says to you Christians, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. Anything else than that is pure evil. So God cannot lie. Satan cannot speak the truth. So when Satan says you're not coming out of this prison, what he's trying to convey to you is that you are already free. But he cannot tell you that. The devil must tell you that you're going to die young because he's alive. He cannot tell you you're going to live long. Are you catching this? Satan cannot tell you that you are going to be blessed because there's no truth in him. He must tell you that you are going under. So when the devil says there's no hope for you, take the opposite. Oh, there's a hope for me. When he says that you are dying of sickness, you take the opposite. Oh, my God has healed me. He has blessed me. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. So tomorrow morning, we're going to cut off your head. But Peter decided to sleep. If the bank tells you tomorrow morning we represent your car and your house, most of us would call somebody with money. Plead with the bank. But what Peter says, I'm sleeping. Herod, do what you must. You cannot move a man of faith. A man of faith does not lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. I'm speaking to somebody right now. A man and a woman of faith, you don't lose sleep for the opinion of man, for the storm outside. You sleep right through the storm. Do you know why? Because the master is in control of the storm. Here we do whatever you must do. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Can I prophesy to somebody? You haven't been sleeping. It's time to go to bed and sleep. The Bible says, what does it help you to worry? doesn't change anything. If worry had helped, I would have worried. Most of the things that you worry about never happens. It never happens. But Satan plays in your mind and tells you this is going to be bad. But if I can just get to somebody right now that has received a word from God. Peter, you are going to be old. You're not old now. So you're not dying now. Oh my God, help me tonight. 
puts him with 16 soldiers. The Bible says there was constant prayer that went up from the church. Do you know what the church did? The church was praying for breakthrough. Like we do tonight. Lord, send us breakthrough. Send us breakthrough. Lord, send us breakthrough. So people, I want to show you this, that we understand later on, I'll, dis I'll discuss this with you, that the Bible says that an angel fetched Peter. But let me tell you, prayer fetched the angel. According to the scriptures, angels are not there to be worshipped. There's only one that receives worship. That's Jesus Christ. You cannot worship angels. Did you know that angels don't even understand the gospel? They don't have a clue about the gospel. The Bible says they look into our worship to understand the truth. The Bible says that when we get to now, at, at this moment, we only see in parts. And we only understand in parts. But the day that we get to heaven, when we get into the presence of God Almighty, we will know everything fully as we are known. Not the angels. The angels have to cry out 24 hours a day, 7 days a week for all eternity. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The word holy means everything that you can ascribe to God. Every revelation that you have, you put into one word holy. It will take the angels all of eternity to figure out how big, how wonderful, how glorious, how merciful, how compassionate. Come on, how powerful this God is. But when we get to glory... We will know Him fully as we are known fully. Is somebody listening to me tonight? We are above angels. There's one scripture that says, Who is man that you are mindful of Him? You made Him a little bit lower than the angel. The word angel says Elohim in the Hebrew language. Elohim is the Trinity. It's God Almighty. So it should say this in this way. Who is man that you are mindful of Him? You made Him a little bit lower than God. We are not lower than angels. I said, we are not lower than angels. No angel can say amazing grace, how sweet the sound. No angel's name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Jesus did not die for an angel. He died for me and he died for you. We are above them. My Bible says one day we will judge angels. We will judge them. But they are given to us, the heirs of salvation, as ministers to go forth. And most of us, you're born again, not if you're a sinner. If you're born again, you have at least two angels right now. Some of your angels is so fat because you give them no work. They're waiting for an assignment. What happened? Now, I, yes, Holy Ghost, thank you. When Peter was in prison, I, I want to hear you. I want you to listen to me very carefully. I believe this God did not send that angel for the sake of Peter he sent that angel for the sake of the church his words was to Peter you're going to be old you're not going to die young it shall pass over you so even if God had to send an earthquake even if God just automatically had to make that change fall off him he would have done that because this is not where Peter's story is ending I'm telling you tonight, this is not where your business ends. It's not where your marriage ends. <laughs> ah, come on, somebody. I'm declaring to you, this is not where it ends. God will get the means to you. He will get the means through you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper in this hour. I'm speaking to somebody in this building right now. Right now, you better hear me. You better hear me. If you receive the word from God, His word shall not come back void to you. It shall be established. Tell your neighbor, it shall be established in my life. My God is a God of breakthrough. Can you say it? My God, my God, my God is a God of breakthrough. Shout hallelujah. A God of breakthrough. Now Peter wasn't worried because Peter knew that God gave me a word that I'm going to get old. You see, God honors men and women that can believe the word of God without any doubt. But I wish that the Lord sp speaks to me, you know, by himself. He's speaking to you right now. Would you attend to his words? That you don't have to worry, you don't have to look to the left, nor to the right for help. Where does your help come from? It comes from God Almighty. Peter had a word. I'm telling you right now, God sent that angel for the sake of the church not for the sake of the man of faith 
Can I preach to somebody in this building? When the scripture says that there was a drought in the days, in the days of Elijah, Elijah was spending time on a mountain and he was praying and he says, he tell one of his servants, go and tell me what do you see? And the servant came back and he said, I see nothing. You know what the only thing I see? Blue skies. Sun is shining. Elijah bows himself again after praying, sends him again. He says, go, report. One, seven times. After the seventh time, he says, aha, uh -huh, I see a cloud as big as a man's fist. Elijah said, go and prepare for I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Now please listen to me. If I tell you in the middle of a summer day, the sky is blue, and I tell you, what do you see? And you come back and you say, I see a small little cloud, as small as a mustard seed. And I tell you, that's good enough. He's going to pour. You're going to think I'm nuts. You see, a man of faith don't need to see a cloud to announce that rain is coming. The rain is not a sign, or the cloud is not a sign for the man or the woman of faith. The cloud is a sign for the servant. A man of faith declares the word of God because Elijah received the word from God. On your word, the rain shall come. When you decide the rain is coming, it shall come. I want to tell somebody right now, it's as long as you allow that devil to play with you, that's how long he's going to actually do. The minute you stand up and say enough is enough based on my word. I'm speaking word of life to you. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. feel breakthrough. I said, I feel breakthrough. This is the hour for breakthrough for the people of God. What happened? I just said it. You grab a hold of it. Lord, you cannot lie. You cannot lie. So can I get back to the story if the Holy Spirit allows me? So here we see Peter. They throw him into prison and they think they've got the last laugh. He's in the middle of two, two, two soldiers, soldiers outside. And the Bible says, Peter was sleeping. That's faith. Faith is so powerful, can become so powerful that you can use faith as a servant. So you go to bed and you send your faith to fight the battles. When doubt knocks on your door, you send faith to open it up. Are you getting what I'm telling you? Faith is supposed to be a tool. It's a tool. This is why Peter could have slept. And behind the scenes, <laughs> you sitting here tonight, listening to the words of faith, but behind the scenes, God is working up a miracle on your behalf. This is why this preacher tells both of you, you can sleep tonight. While you sleep, while you sleep, God performs the miracle. Why does God say sleep? So that when the breakthrough comes, you don't get the glory. You cannot say, look what my hands have done. You look at one another and say, this can only be God. Look what the Lord has done. <laughs> so Peter is snoring. Don't fight with your husband when he snores. It's a sign of faith. Ask Eileen. I can call it to the front. If I snore, I snore this way. Faith. Faith. Faith what, man? Faith fingers. Faith, faith. Faith. Faith, faith, faith. faith. Okay, faith. I snore faith. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> I don't know about you, but I feel something is happening. Hallelujah. So now while he's sleeping, sign of faith. The Bible says this constant prayer that went up from the church. The, the, the Bible says that the prayer of the righteous avails much. 
if you're righteous, there's some, some praying to do because your prayer carries power. So Peter is right there in the middle sleeping because that was what his faith is doing. He's sleeping, uses his faith as a servant. All right? So now what happens is, well, the church, and, and you'll find out now in a minute, the church is praying, Lord, we need breakthrough. In other words, they came together in a place, let's call it Faith City. And they said, we're going to come together, we're going to pray for breakthrough. Because we need God to bring forth deliverance and breakthrough like we've never seen before. And it's going to require a miracle from God. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Oh, I said, are you still here? But Peter, which is the rock of the church, basically where the Lord builds the church on the rock called Peter, Peter's faith produces something behind the scenes for the whole church. Because you will find out that this church only prayed. Okay, let me go on so because then you'll understand the whole story. So the church is praying, Lord send breakthrough, Lord send breakthrough, Lord send breakthrough. And here an angel appears, a helper, appears right in the middle of the prison. Please note, he didn't speak to the jailer. He didn't ask permission. <laughs> he didn't say, hey, I'm just here bringing some, some water. He bypasses the whole system. And he finds Peter in the darkest of the darkest of the darkest. He found him being chained. I'm speaking to somebody. He found him being chained. Bound. And do you know what he does? He wakes him up. And he says, arise. Gird yourself. Now why does he have to gird himself? Because Jewish men had on them an outer garment which consisted of a prayer shawl. When Jesus says, when you pray, go into your inner room. What was the inner room? The prayer shawl covered their heads. That was the inner room. So now the, the inner court, the inner room, and the prayer shawl was off him as he slept. The angel wake, woke him up and he says, gird yourself. In other words, hey, get your prayer on. In my translation, get your prayer on. The church is still weak. The church is still praying while God is bringing forth a breakthrough. The church of Jesus Christ today don't discern. They don't discern when breakthrough is here. They want to see breakthrough fall from the sky on the left before they announce breakthrough. But you've got a preacher of faith right now telling you, you don't need to physically see it. You just have to believe it and it shall manifest in your life. Shout glory if you believe it. So wake up, gird yourself. You have slept now for too long. What happens with the soldiers? They couldn't move. But I love what happens. The minute the angel came to him, the chains fell off. Bondage is over. The very problem that kept you bound is gone. You see, I thank God for the word. Peter did not have the Bible to preach. He only had the Old Testament. He only had the laws to preach. Thank God that through His Spirit, we have the word of the living God that we can, we can preach. According to the scripture, all these men's life is truly for us how to live and to realize if God has done it for them, God can do it for us. Am I speaking to somebody right now? Now, this, this is a beautiful part. The angel wakes him up and bang, every single shackle. I want you to understand, he's in a dark place in his life. How many of you know what I'm talking about? A dark place in your life, alone, around those who hate them. Kanesh and the thief when they see him. He's not among friends. He's among enemies. You know, I thought this message is going to come out differently, but the Holy Spirit knows exactly what everybody needs in this building. He's not, a, he's not around friends, he's around foes. People that want to see him go down, people want to see him suffer. Come on, people that want to see that this, it's, it's over for him. But in the middle of that, the angel appears. The angel appears and he says, hey, stand up. In my translation, everything is going to be okay. You're not dying here tonight. And suddenly, he didn't do much. Man, he just fell off him. And the Bible says the miracle was so powerful that Peter thought he was dreaming. 
you, that must be a huge miracle. The Bible says he did not know what he was seeing is real. You know what I feel in my heart? You look at the situation right now. It's going to be, it's going to happen so quick for you that you have to tell yourself, I'm, I'm sure I'm dreaming. The one day it seemed impossible and suddenly, suddenly, where's the chains that bound me? Why the dark place has become the place of light? Why the lonely place became the exalted place? Come on, why the secret place became the public place? God has turned it around for me. How many of you believe that word is for me tonight? In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Scripture goes on to say, as the chains fell off him, he didn't know what, what, what was going on is real. But the only thing that faith does, faith keeps you moving. Faith does not keep you in a corner beaten and bruised. Faith tells you to get up, keep fighting, keep pressing, keep moving. And as he started moving, do you know what happened? The door started opening up on its own accord. The iron gate that leads to the city opened up supernaturally. <laughs> Herod just told him a few hours ago, tomorrow you're dead. Peter knew tomorrow I'm back in church. Jesus told me I'm going to be old. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be the head, not the tail. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Now let me tell you what's happening. The angel does not appear to the church. At this moment in time, the church is still begging. Oh God. What are we going to do about Peter? Okay, this is life city. Oh God, send vessel back from America. <laughs> oh God, if an angel can just do something, vessel's doing faith. Faith. <laughs> Amen. I just need my pastor. I can just see my pastor. Refuse me, okay? Cecil. If I can just be close, woo, it's going to be all right. The church is begging. Peter says, I once was bound, now I'm free. There was a time that I was blind, but now I can see. And the joy of the Lord hits him, and he's walking. Bang, doors opens up. Uh, somebody better catch this tonight. God's about to open up some serious doors. Mm. When I say that, I, I saw this in my spirit. The iron gate of the city opened up. There's doors opening up for you that's going to lead to influence, lead to the city, lead to bigger things on His own accord. Do you know why? Because God is faithful and God cannot lie. If you sit in this building right now, you're thinking about fishing in Santa Barbara, you're missing it. I'm talking to people that says, I'm not dying tonight. I'm not, I'm not broken tonight. Tonight I'm walking. God is about to do it for me. Hallelujah. Yes, let me tell you this. That miracle happened when he was alone. You don't need the church to believe with you tonight. You can tell your husband, your spouse, whoever doubts, say, I love you, but tonight I'm standing on the word of the living God. He's not going to leave me. Hallelujah. You see, that's what faith is. We can agree together and pray together with you, but there's something when a man and a woman of faith stands on the Word of God and says, come hell or high water, I'm not going down, I come on, I'm not giving up. Somebody better get home and sleep tonight. When you wake up tomorrow morning, God would have solved the problem. It shall be better for you. It shall be different for you. Hallelujah. You might be bound now, but the chains is coming off. The doors is opening up on its own accord. I'm almost there. I pray that somebody will grab a hold of this word. Doors that seemed impossible. Peter did not lift a hand to open up the door. 
Let me tell you what opened up the doors and the gates automatically. Because Peter believed one word. I'm going to get old. Herod, I refuse your report. Now, can I just get you where I am right now? Forget what you see in your finances, in your body, in your marriage, in your business, in your ministry. Forget what you see and go back to the word that God has given you. The head, not the tail. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field. So why would God do it for me? Because you're an heir of salvation. He's not a respecter of man. He loves you as much as he loves me. Are you still enjoying this? Church keeps on praying. Oh Lord, oh Lord. St. Peter, St. Peter. What is Peter doing? Peter was a fisherman. All right? When Jesus died on the cross, do you know what Peter did? All right. Let me go back fishing. That's what he did. Went back fishing. The Lord appeared on the shore. Why did you doubt? Didn't, didn't I tell you to go to Jerusalem? All right? But now, after the outpour of the Holy Spirit upon his life, now Peter does not go back fishing. Peter didn't say, okay, you know, Herod scared me off. I am going to back down just a little bit on my faith. I'm not going to be so bold and so vocal about this no more because, you know, the jails has just scared that out of me. No, what did he do? He went back to where he comes from. Went back to the church. The Bible says... Now he's knocking on the door at the church. <laughs> and the church is, Lord, please, please, Lord, St. Peter. Church, the Lord didn't send an angel to Peter because of you. He sent an angel to Peter because of the word. There's a knock on the door. Bang, bang, bang. The whole church begs, waits leads a young servant girl called Rhoda that's why if you want to be great you have to learn how to serve when you serve you hear so the Bible says Rhoda jumped up because she heard a knock on the door she ran to the door then she heard the voice of Peter it's Peter open up the door the Bible says she was so excited that how many of you know what I'm talking about all right, let me talk to you in your terms. Amazon box arrives at your home. Sheen. Yes! I'm going to open it up now. And then you do something else. When are you opening up the box? I'm, I'm going to get there now. I got my box. The excitement left when that box hit your doorstep. That you forgot to open up the box. And when you open up the box, the excitement is gone. And then what do you do then? I need this for the next. Are, are, you, are you here? I'm stirring trouble in this place. Why do you need seven pairs of boots? You never know. All right. You, <laughs> especially when you have a woman living in your house. All right, so let, let's just go on. Before I stir up something. Bang, bang, bang. Rhoda runs. Ah, it's Peter! Runs back to the church. She forgets to open up the door of the excitement. She runs back to the church. She says, hey, church! Peter is at the door. Do you know what the church says? You're crazy. Can't be Peter, it must be his ghost. Now help me out. They just asked God, send me breakthrough. Mm. The problem is not the lack of faith. Their problem was unbelief. Or oh, let me rephrase that, let you understand this. Their problem was not faith, the problem was doubt. Can I say that again? The church's problem was not a lack of faith. It was the presence of doubt. Because they prayed in this way. Oh Lord, if it be thy will, just send Peter. If not, Lord, just cut off his head quickly. That's the church. Lord, send breakthrough, send breakthrough, but don't send it to Sodom. 
<laughs> let, let me just feel sorry for myself just a little bit longer. I'm speaking to somebody tonight. Knock on the door. Out of excitement, she did not open up the door. She ran into the church. She says, church, stop praying. Stop praying. Stop praying. Because the breakthrough is at the door. <laughs> church, you, you've been asking, you've been seeking. God has sent you the breakthrough, but now you're going to have to do something on your part. You're going to have to walk towards that door and open it up. And if you feel that door is stuck, you kick in that door and you take your breakthrough. Because I'm here announcing to you, what you have been praying for is at the door. It's at the door. Lord, when will you do it? He has already done it. It's already done. Shout with me, it's already done. I said, it's already done. Breakthrough. <laughs> this is why God sent the angel because of Peter's faith. Because when breakthrough came, the church could not even discern that breakthrough's at the door. They will still figure it out in their mind. How will it happen? There's 16 soldiers tomorrow morning. He's going to be beheaded. But Peter had a word from the Lord. You are going to get out of this one too. It shall pass over you. It will not touch your children. It shall not touch your marriage. It shall, oh my goodness gracious, hear me right now. Your business is not going down. You're not losing everything. You're not dying young. You have a word from God. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Imagine Peter's faith. When he said, oh, I'm going to sleep tonight. A man that worries doesn't sleep much. You know, there's, there's a difference, okay? Some people, when they worry, they eat. Amen. Stuff their face, they eat. Other people, you can't eat when you're worried. How many of you, when you're worried, you eat? Lift your hands. Okay? Nothing to be ashamed of. How many of you can't eat when you're worried? Okay? How many of you are not worried when you're worried? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not losing a meal over worry. <laughs> you worry until, until cake shows up. There's no more worry. <laughs> But if the church can come to a place of faith, like Peter did, like Peter realized this. You know, I want to challenge the church tonight a bit. I want to really challenge you because you're going to see the biggest breakthrough of your life. <laughs> you see, your problem is you don't hear the knock. You don't hear the knock. You're so preoccupied with your problem, with your symptom, with your situation, with your lack, with your doubt, that you don't hear the knock. I want you to hear me right now. I'm telling you that there's a breakthrough coming for your house. Uh, there's a breakthrough coming for your house. There's a breakthrough coming for your children, for your business, for your marriage. There's a breakthrough coming and it's going to be a big breakthrough. It's going to, I said it's going to be a big breakthrough. It's going to be huge. It's going to be undeniable. It's going to happen. But I need to get the church to a level. Where they believe the word of God without a shadow of a doubt. That you can kill doubt on the inside of you. And go to bed tonight and know that it is done. By tomorrow morning when you wake up, it is done for you. That God will do it behind the scenes. And that He will get the glory. I, I'm, I'm saying this to somebody, better hear me. What God's going to do for you, you're not going to take the glory. It's going to be so big. Maybe you hear this. What you have been praying for is at the door. Okay, maybe you in the middle block hears me. I said, what you have been praying for is at the door. What you've been praying for is at the door. What you have been praying for is at the door. Again, sleep, same faith. Let me touch on this before I'm going to pray for you. I'll, I'll preach on, on breakthrough one night in the week on the four leprous men. But the four leprous men sat outside a city gate, rejected, receiving basically death sentence. If you, if you die, don't die here. Just die out there. All right? 
And they were sitting there. They were sick and tired of sitting and waiting. You have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> they said to one another, enough. Enough. We've been playing with the devil. Footsie, footsie. I'm done. Devil today, somebody's going to move and it ain't me. They said, why do we sit here and wait until we die? Let us just get up. And maybe we will find favor when we get there. If not, we can only die. Sleep. You can only die. <laughs> if you're born again, we're not afraid of death. Are you here? But why prepare for the worst? When you get in the plane. What if the plane falls? What if the plane flies? Why do you... <laughs> Why does people always have to think about the worst? Amen? <coughs> what if it's laryngitis? What if it's just a cough? <laughs> Amen? Okay, let me retry that. <coughs> what if it's COVID? <laughs> what if it's not? Why is it the worst? The bank called, oh my goodness, I think they're going to take my house. No, why can't they tell you keep your house, it's paid off? Why is it always the worst? Peter said, I'm not thinking about the worst. I'm thinking on the word. So when you get into the prison, not the physical prison, okay? Don't commit crime. <laughs> when you're stuck in prison in your life, remember the word. Meditate on the word. Sleep on the word. Do you know what happens while you sleep? Faith starts to work. It operates. It works for you. I have many instances where I, the one night I was praying, uh, Eileen was sleeping as always. And I say this with utmost respect because the Lord has taught her to do what Peter was doing. Sleep when there's a storm. Sleep when there's a, there's a, a, a mandate on your head. Just go to bed and sleep. I asked her the one night I woke up, I said, why are you sleeping? I'm praying you're sleeping. She says, the Lord says he gives to his beloved in their sleep. So sleep. So I was praying the one night. I said, Lord, I need, a, I need a miracle tomorrow morning. Lord, I need a huge miracle. I mean a huge miracle. And Lord, tomorrow morning, and I spoke word. I said, Lord, and I'm giving it to your hands. Your word says, whatever I shall ask, believing that I, what I say, I will receive it. It is mine. So not on my word, but on your word. You cannot fail me. I declare I will have it. Send your angels tonight. Bring forth my harvest in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. I went to bed. In the bed. When I laid, laid down in bed, I was thinking, well, I can do this. Maybe I can do this. And the Holy Spirit rebuked me. I felt him rebuke me. I repented immediately. Immediately I said, Lord, forgive me. And I rebuked, you know, Thomas. Thomas is a twin. Every single one of you, you've got a second name called Thomas. Thomas is called a twin. You've got the side that believes God without a shadow of a doubt. But then there's a side that comes up and says, what if God doesn't do it? And I have to say, shut up, Thomas. Amen? The doubt for Thomas. I repented immediately. I said, Lord, I thank you. I let you forgive me. I'm sorry, Lord. I slept like Peter. 3 a.m. that morning, my breakthrough came. 3 a.m. It was so huge, I nearly fell out of my bed. Because I told nobody what I needed except for my wife. Nobody knew. And it was one of the biggest miracles I needed in less than 24 hours. And God has performed it. Do you know why? Because I realized that while I sleep, I can send my faith. To answer the door would you stand on your feet quickly and lift your hands to heaven tonight as every hand is lifted to heaven every eye is to be closed the Bible says faith it comes it comes cometh according to the King James Version faith cometh and it cometh and it cometh, it's continuously coming. And it cometh through hearing the word of the Lord, not hearing opinion, 
but hearing facts from the word of the living God. So if it's in the Bible, I can believe it. If it's in the scriptures, I can walk in revelation towards my faith. So faith has been preached to you. Faith has come. It has come into your spirit, man. Now tonight, Lord, as faith has come, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Even if I'm standing here announcing this to two people, that while they sleep tonight, I ask you that you, my God Almighty, will send out an angel like you've done for Peter. That you'll meet your people in the middle of the darkest hour. In the middle of what seems to be a prison cell, a jail cell. And in the name of Jesus, that every form of bondage shall be broken by the power of God right now in Jesus' name.